What's up, NFL fans? Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. We have a special guest today with us, uh, fellow JMU Breeze writer, Brandon Ellis. He is an Eagles fan, so he's been celebrating for the past two weeks. How do you feel, Bla uh, Brandon? I feel great. Feeling great. It's been a wild two weeks uh, after Nick Foles brought us that Super Bowl championship. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Everybody's going to... You're probably going to bring that up several times today. <laughs> so, Blake, how you doing, man? I'm not bad. You know, we're getting into... Uh, Getting into the offseason now, my favorite time, the NFL draft. We're going to have some draft talk today. Um, Colts have a new head coach yeah. for the second time in a week. Not um, a bad constellation no, prize I'm, at all. No, I'm not upset yeah. with that at all. Um, I thought that was a, a solid hiring after, you know, you lose Josh McDaniels and you had been behind all the other head coaching candidates that have already been signed. You know, you go and get the Eagles OC, who's had success before in his career with different quarterbacks. Was in Indianapolis, you know, um, for with uh, Peyton Manning for a couple of years. Some of Peyton Manning's best years, actually, so... I'm excited to see what the future in Indy holds, but uh, before we get into topics, episode 22, week 22, uh, can either of you give me anyone who wears the number, the jersey number 22, all-time greats, current active players? <laughs> see, all right, Brandon, before we get into I know you probably don't know this, I'm just absolutely awful with this, so okay. don't, don't feel, I, I know one for sure, Cesar Everett from the Redskins, that's probably one way down on your list, he, he's a backup, backup cornerback. Oh, uh, let's see where that but is. But he did make a pick off of Carson Wentz a couple years ago. Oh, okay. I did remember that, and it was in the goal line, oh, okay. so that is one big one. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> is on that list. He all is right. on that he's list. He's on the list. Brandon, can you name any 22s? Any 22s, all-time uh, greats. All-time greats. All-time greats, uh, Paul Krause is a 22. Yep. Oh, look at that one. Or, uh, Paul Krause, is that what you said? Yes. Yep, Paul Krause, great uh, DB wide receiver back in the uh, 70s. 70s. 70s, yeah. yeah. Solid. Really Deion Sanders was built on last week, wasn't he? he yeah, was Deion 21. Sanders was last week. He was 21, yeah. Another great, though. Another great running back. I just, I just give me my hint and I'll get it. Ingram? Anymore. Is it Mark Ingram? Well, Mark, Mark Ingram, yeah. Mark Ingram <laughs> is a current, you know, running back just number 22. Of... But I'm thinking uh, 4,400, or sorry, 400. Over 4,400 rushing attempts, 18,000 yards, 100... Yep. yep, that's who I thought it Emmett, was. Emmett ah. Smith. Um, you know, some other greats, uh, you know, in the in the ranks, you've got Matt Forte, wore it for 10 seasons since 2008. He's wore it. One that. of the most underrated running backs of all time. Oh, of course. Um, had Matt some Forte. amazing years in Chicago. Um, Asante Samuel, good. Nate Clements. Um, heard that let's see, Timmy long. Brown, Dick Bass. Uh, Fred Jackson for a while. Oh, Fred, Fred, Fred Jackson. Yeah. And then so let's, let's get to some current ones like we've already mentioned. Um, you already mentioned who's your guy? Shazar Everett. Yeah. McCaffrey. Sure. Yep, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. There you go. Yeah, you um, all right, so Matt Forte still wears it. Uh, William Gay, Harrison Smith. Oh, yeah. uh, solid safety in Minnesota this year. Um, Mark Ingram, as you mentioned. Uh, Doug Martin. Um, the muscle answer. Tremaine Johnson. Jimmy Smith. Marcus Peters, oh, there's plenty of 22s. Plenty of 22s. C.J. Anderson, Keanu Neal, Jason Verrett, Aaron Colvin, Derek Henry, uh, Shazer Everett, Teacher Star, uh, Jabril Peppers, worst first round pick from last year's draft in oh, my opinion. Okay. Uh, maybe besides the wide receivers, Matt Breida, Wayne Gallman, C.J. Proseis, T.J. McDonald, Gary and Conley, rookie. Uh, from Ohio State on this past year's draft. A lot of 22s. Sidney Jones, who hasn't played yet. Um, he played in the last last game of the regular season against Dallas. Oh, oh, he did return. Yep, one game. Awesome. Look at that. Good for him. There's Two tackles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, solid job. There were more names out there than usual. Yeah. Uh, usually we get maybe one in there, but we got a few, so... Mm -hmm. Proud about that. Let's uh, let's get let's some talk. Get some talks. All right, I think we're, we're going to start off with a fun one today. Uh, maybe not so fun for some teams. Which team is the furthest away 
from competing for the Super Bowl? Start with you, Brandon. Uh, I'm gonna say Arizona. Arizona. I'm gonna Ooh. say I'm gonna say Arizona just because Cleveland's obvious. Like Cleveland's the obvious choice, but we're I don't want to I didn't want to go there. Arizona just because they're losing a head coach, a great head coach in Bruce Arians. They're losing a the quarterback. They lose. They they might lose Larry Fitz. They might not. But so they're losing a lot of pieces that are key to an offense. They granted they have Pat Pete still on that defense. They have a good defense, but the offensive and David Johnson ever had halfback. It's not going to be uh, sunshine and roses down in Phoenix for a little while. I, yeah, I, I, I understand. Oh, I just I do like the defense over there in Arizona. And I think they were two years ago. They were right there for the Super Bowl. They kind of fell apart, but I think they'll get, get a little bit. For me, there was between two teams, and it wasn't Cleveland Browns either one of them. I'll be honest, it was between the Colts and Miami. And the only reason I didn't pick the Colts is because Ooh, Andrew Luck. Exactly. And, you know, and I know you're making exactly. that face over there. And you know that you're, the rest of your team is a dumpster fire without Andrew Luck. It is an absolute dumpster fire with barren talent everywhere. Uh, but I'm going to go I'll with the Miami Dolphins because instead of Andrew Luck, they're getting back. They're getting Ryan Tannehill back, who isn't a bad quarterback, but he's not elite. He's more of a league average guy. The defense is okay, but I mean, Rashad Jones, Cameron Wake, and Dominican Sue are all pretty good players, but they're not, the defense is not good enough to make up for the offensive mistakes. And they're probably going to lose their best receiver in free agency, I feel like, Landry, because these guys haven't been uh, getting along too well. I know their uh, sides, they haven't um, always shown love to him. They didn't pick up his uh, fifth year option. Uh, from his rookie contract, so I, and their w- wins this year they ended up six and ten, but they had some really win- weird wins this year I, against the Falcons when uh, Jay Cutler led a ferocious comeback from twenty one points down at halftime. The Falcons didn't score another point for the rest of the game. Uh, the Chargers when they were still figuring out their kicking situation. I mean Adam Gase knew this team wasn't that good. He shipped off his best players when they were still in playoff contention. He knows how barren this roster is, and I think it's going to take some time before Miami gets back to a winning, uh, competing for a Super Bowl. It's very interesting. So, just to get this talk from the Colts, I mean, oh, I barely when, when we're when, well, we're mentioning the Colts. I just want to let you know that you know when Andrew Luck first was there, and of course this is before all the injury concerns. Three years with, you know, just as bad talent on the roster. Eleven and five, eleven and five, eleven and five. Reggie Wayne was AFC there. Championship. We have T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> a top Pro Bowl receiver. You know, T.Y. Hilton is can be a dangerous uh, wide receiver. Um, Listen, uh, you know what? We'll talk about the Colts another time. I I think that they're you know in a better position than they've been in three years. Um, I really like the signing, but um, so when I think about who is the furthest away from a Super Bowl championship, I take into consideration consideration a lot of things. Um, I start with bad ownership, bad management, because it is so tough to win with that when you don't have the right guys building your team. Then I look at health concerns. I look at age. I look at um, players or positions that are important to win a football game and what teams don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, I present you with the, the Reds. Washington the Redskins. Redskins. And I knew this was coming because I said the I I I think I I, I think I, I subconsciously I, I think subconsciously I think I said the Colts in the beginning because <laughs> I knew you were going to go after the Redskins for some reason. I just let's go. So so let's talk about the Redskins. I think that they're they have the worst owner in professional football. I think that their management has done a terrible job in trades, drafts the past few seasons. I don't think they have a true number one wide receiver on their team. You lost your number one and two the other year. I, well, Terrell Pryor was supposed to be your number one. And Terrell Pryor, and you knew I never liked Terrell Pryor, I and I never thought Jameson he was going to be Crowder, that. 
I don't think can be a number one wide he receiver. He isn't a number one, but he's a very good He's slot. the number one on your team. Josh Dotson is going to step up. But who's going to throw Alex him the ball? Smith, and we talked about this. Who's going to throw him the ball? That. And that's the thing. You're, you have a third of your cap tied up to a guy that's, how old is he, 33, 34? Exactly. You have a weak defensive line. Your linebacking core is, is scary if Sua Cravens doesn't decide he wants to play. And you just traded your best cornerback. The best slot corner in football. Your offensive line can't stay healthy. You don't have a feature running back. Jordan Reed, your best offensive weapon, can't stay on the field. The Washington Redskins, in my opinion, are the team the furthest away from the Super Bowl. The only other teams I'd consider, um, I'd say I'd look at Cincinnati. I think that you know, I think just, they're worse off. Than I us. I think that they their better players are getting too old. I don't think you can win with Andy Dalton. Um, Another situation that I think is is a is a mess is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they have a young quarterback in Jameis Winston who can be successful, but he took a step back this year. They have a lot of concerns in the secondary. Their pass rush is getting old. Um, they don't have a great running game. Deshaun Jackson didn't have the season we thought he would. Mike Evans regressed. That's another team I considered. Um, and let me see. I mean, it, it's easy to talk about the Browns and say the, they're the furthest away. I mean, none of the three of us did, so I think that's we all tried taking different angles with it. Um, the Browns, I think, to consider them, you know, closer than teams is rough just because they, you know, went 0-16 this year. So, I mean, obviously they should be the one that we're all talking about. But, I, you know, completely honest, if you put, you know, maybe one other offensive lineman on there, you put, you know, two, two solid cornerbacks on that team and Kirk Cousins at quarterback, that potentially is a wild card team in my opinion because they have... Nice receivers in Corey Coleman, Josh Gordon, a nice running back combination. Um, so, you know, and I like their head coach. I mean, he hasn't gotten it done the first two seasons. I think he can have success there. But, um, you know, you always have to consider Cleveland yeah, as the furthest away. I mean, that's away. 100%. I, I, this, what, this topic wasn't supposed to be about talent. This was about to be about who's going to win the Super Bowl next. Who's the furthest away. Who I mean, you can be a decent team, but be nowhere close to being exactly. the Super Bowl competitor. Yeah. In which I, I 100%, I, I felt like a Redskin was coming out. I felt like that was going to come around. <laughs> I had to. I had we're to. not I'm a bad the team. Teams like, we're gonna, not a bad team. He's going to kill me for we're saying this. Not, and you had a lot of hate behind this. I felt like you were, like, <laughs> saving this for a while. Like, all of a sudden, it turned into a Comedy Central roast in here. And I felt really embarrassed for my it's, team. Because, but you came at us with solid facts that I cannot deny. Yeah, right. I, there's, 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 our ownership is terrible. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. lie to that. Scott McCallum, I loved him as our GM, but he couldn't stay with us because of uh, all other issues besides yeah. football-related issues. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I understand that. I do like our coaching staff right now. I do like Rudin. I don't have a problem with no, him. I think yeah, that there's, exactly. there's some good people in our organization. We have good talent there. We still have some talent coming from the McCallum drafts is that we um, – that, that are still developing and things like that, and we couldn't stay healthy last year, so I don't think we're the farthest away from the Super Bowl. I don't think in the NFL, but I understand that you can make a case for it. I get that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else to add, Brandon? Well, here's the thing. The divisions, I looked at the divisions when I was looking at this question when y'all pitched yeah. it to me. No, and that's, that's why I said Arizona, because Arizona's got three good teams in that division. That's Seattle, Seattle. you got San Francisco with Jimmy G, you know, just signed that big contract last week. Mm-hmm. Then to a one hundred, you know, San Francisco. I could have said San Francisco, Arizona, but San Francisco's got Jimmy G quarterback. They have a solution there. In the Jimmy G, you say. And then uh, St. <laughs> Louis, and then and obviously Los Angeles, like the the Rams. Obviously the Rams are like going to be back next year. So that's why I said Arizona. The Redskins is also a good point because that division, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, are in that division with Carson Wentz coming back. Going to be better than ever. Going to. Probably be 34, 35 touchdowns next year, 4,000 yards. Ooh. He's going to come back. Probably. 
And then Dallas. Uh, Dallas is obviously going to come back. And then wow. New York. I think New York's going to finish fourth. I think y'all will be fin- third in the division next year. But just because I don't know what they're going to do with Eli. I mean, yeah, that's we, the thing. We could talk NFC East all day, but I think we need to go on to our next question because I think the NFC East will come back up. So, on to our next topic. Uh, where we got it right here? So, we're, we were talking about some of the rookie running backs that stood out this year, and we just wanted to rank them all. So, we're going to go with Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Christian McCaffrey. And this isn't just about ranking them talent-wise. This is about ranking who's going to have the best NFL career. So, we're taking all that into account. Blake, I'm going to start with you on this one. Is that right? Yeah, of course. And so, this is really interesting. Um, at four, I put uh, McCaffrey. Um, I think, you know... He came on more towards the end of the season, um, but he's a small guy. You know, yes, he's fast. He's undeniably fast, but he's also looked a lot faster when he was in college running, you know, you know, not trying to outrun NFL defensive ends and yeah. linebackers. They all run like four or five. Exactly. So, you know, you're in the NFL. Your speed is going to go down a little. And um, so I, I'd have to say that McCaffrey, you know, ranks his four. You know, he still will have a solid career as a starting back. You know, his, his catching um, ability definitely helps him out. Um, but I'd put him there. Um, next, I'm going to probably go with uh, Leonard Fournette Ooh, at number three. At three. And, you know, the, my, my only problem with this is that I think, I think he's the most talented running back of these four. But the injury history, the fact that, you know, up until this point, you know, until we get another quarterback in Jacksonville that's not Blake Bortles, he's going to have to run just as much as he did this year. His body isn't meant to last. I mean, he's got size, an undeniable size, but he needs to do a better job of, you know, avoiding hits instead of just welcoming them. Um, I think that he, if he was 100% healthy, he could be by far the best running back of these four. Injury hurt, injury concerns, um, can, they, they concern me way too much. Um, then at number two, I went with Kareem Hunt. Um, I think that he had a solid start to the season. Um, I mean, well, I guess he fumbled his first career snap, but yeah. then, you know, but he had a, he had a solid uh, season in Kansas City his rookie year. Um, but I also think that sometimes that is really elevated to the fact that um, Kansas City's offense is one of the most creative in the NFL, and y- you've seen so many running backs have success there. I mean, it started with Jamal Charles, then you saw, um, who are the other guys? Kendrick West has had good time there, and uh, who's the third guy I'm forgetting? I know who you're talking about. Oh, Spencer Ware. Spencer, Spencer Ware. Ware. Yeah, also had a great season uh, last year. So, you know, I think that Kareem Hunt, is a special talent, but, you know, he's one of those later-round guys that um, I think will have a, a good role in Kansas City, but I don't know if he can be, you know, counted on as my number one guy, and that is Alvin Kamara. Um, my biggest thing with Kamara is that, yes, he split carries with Mark Ingram this year, and that might have kept him um, healthier. healthier, but that's a good thing. You know, if he's splitting carries, he's going to have a much longer career. He's taking less hits, less yards on his leg. Um, at one point, he was averaging eight yards a, a, a play, whether it was catch or run. Um, I think that dipped down more towards seven by the end of the season. He it has amazing two-way talent, um, seems to just bounce off bodies. Guys can't bring him to the ground, and he's, he's clutch, too. It, it, it's kind of like you see a clutch running back you know, that you always used to see in quarterbacks. Quarterbacks have the ability with the game on the line to make big plays. Kareem Hunt, you know, that comeback over the Redskins, um, Way in the middle of the season when we, they were down 16, he had that game-winning catch into the well, end zone. Alvin Kamara. 
Yeah, Alvin yeah, Kamara. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so... Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, so, like, he, he is undoubtedly to me, I think he can be a feature back, but I love that he's splitting carries with another another solid running back because it's going to keep his career going for a while, and he should have a lot of success in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Brandon? Ironically, me and you have the same list. Oh, good. Awesome. We have the same list. Um, I put McCaffrey at four, just because I don't think... what He's also splitting carries, trying to split carries with Stewart that dynamic of it too and they're they're going to split carries and the size of McCaffrey is not the best when it comes to running backs I mean you can say the same thing about Kamara but Kamara is a more dynamic McCaffrey in my opinion um, Fournette at three just because of Bortles the health issues all that stuff that you said um, it's a good reason um, that Fournette's at three he had a great career at LSU I think he'll have a good career in Jacksonville um, but I just don't think he's going to be compared to these next two uh, the only reason I put Hunt at two, and I was a proponent of Kareem Hunt coming out of college, because I lo- watched a lot of Toledo games, because my fr- one of my best friends that I went to high school with played for Toledo, so I would watch their games. They wore the same number in college. Uh, Kareem Hunt wore three, my be- my friend wore three too, so we would always get confused of who wore the number three, but I, I digress. But I was always a big component, proponent of Hunt coming out of college, and he, I knew he would have this great year with for Kansas City. I was glad that Andy Reid took a chance on him in the third round. I was kind of hoping we would, personally, just because I wanted to see him on the Eagles. But I'm glad Kansas City got him. And I think he's going to have, with Mahomes there, they're going to have a lot of dynamics in that offense for years to come, and it's going to be that. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. It's going to be a good offense for the, for years to come. And then Kamara. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is the number one running back when you think this year's rookie class of running backs. Dynamic pass catcher. Dynamic runner in the open space. Breeze at quarterback for a couple more years at least. And, and he's playing carries with Mark Ingram. And I mean, that's... And there, Mark Ingram is the Thunder and... Uh, Alvin Kamara's the Lightning of that that running back duo, and the Lightning was really impressive starting against the Los Angeles Rams. That's when I noticed him more. Was that Los Angeles Rams game when he hurdled? I think it was Tremaine Johnson. I'm not 100% sure who he hurdled, but he hurdled a corner on the perimeter, and I was like, oh, he should be rookie of the year, and he ended up winning rookie of the year and offensive rookie. I I. Argue it should have been Hunt because he led the league in rushing, but Tamara had a lot more numbers and I understand and more success for New Orleans and stuff like that too. And yeah, that's basically my summary on the rankings. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with my list, and I list the only one that deviates from y'all too. Uh, I, I as well had Christian McCaffrey at number four. Uh, I think that you can't, and before I go into my list too, I, I actually want to say, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these players. I think these are all good players. And, for the amount of hype that was in the offseason about these rookie running backs and how good they were going to do in the NFL, I was kind of surprised to see that they were as effective as everybody was kind of hyping them right. to be. They all, None of them were a bust. They all did pretty well. But I'm going to go with McCaffrey 4 because of what, like you guys said, his running ability just isn't there on par with the other guys. He averaged 3.7 yards a carry this year and two touchdowns on the ground all year. And for a running back, that's just not great numbers. Obviously, in the passing game, he was such a, a, a gadget. He, the Carolina Panthers used him in so many different ways, and he helped the offense in um, things that were outside of the stat book. So McCaffrey, definitely a good running back. Three, I have Kareem Hunt. And Hunt, I think he's a really good all-around back. I liked him in the game of the year, too. I think, he, like you said, Kansas City has a tendency to produce these running backs that are better or that they look better in this offense than they actually are. Not to say that Jamal Charles wasn't a tremendous talent because he was, and he still is. 
But yeah, Hall of Fame career number stats. I, I don't know if Kareem Hunt's gonna be up there. Alvin Kamara is my number two. Ooh. And I think Alvin Kamara is an awesome talent, awesome to watch. Everything about him, so elusive, everything like that. But Leonard Fournette, I know the injury histories are going to be there, but I'm taking a risk on this one. Fournette is the most talented all-around back. I think he's the traditional. When you think of traditional mm-hmm. back, he's Definitely. there for it. He's got the good pass catching. He's a good run blocker or a pass blocker. He's a great runner. He's got the size. He's got the speed. Everything about him, I love. I, I, I mean, I think. They, you saw he had a huge workload in Jacksonville this year, and it did play a, an effect on his health and everything. But the fact that he got through over 200-plus carries, things like that, I think he, he can do it. And I, I'm going to go ahead and believe in him that he's going to keep on uh, trucking on. And uh, If Bortles is there next year, I mean, he's going to have to keep doing it. So if he ends up carrying Jacksonville to a, a freaking Super Bowl, then I think that's the most success that you can have out of all of his running backs. No, it's going to be him. No, definitely. And and that's and I guess, you know, now that I'm thinking more about it, I'd probably put Fournette above Hunt. Um, I'd still put Fournette at two with Kamara at one um, because, like I said, Hunt's kind of inflated with that offense. So I guess I'd yeah. have Fournette at two. Um, I don't, you know, the injury history's it has been concerning since LSU, but he still had success. Um, and another thing that, about Christian McCaffrey, if we're making this list of the quarterbacks from the draft, I'm not putting him in the top four. I think that Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook will have better careers than McCaffrey. Yeah. I think I think that McCaffrey, everyone really hyped him out of college because, you know, breakaway speed. He's, he's the white running back that you don't see get drafted in the first round. Um, and... And honestly, I just don't see it being a good fit with Cam Newton. I think that, mm-hmm. I think that it's it's a nice, interesting, you know, power quarterback, speed running back duo. But it didn't find that much success. Maybe that's you know, maybe they need to upgrade the offensive line in Kansas or in uh, Carolina. Well, they definitely need to do that. But you know, maybe that would create more success. But I mean, I look at Joe Mixon. I think he has all the um, capabilities of being a feature back especially behind what was a pretty bad offensive line in Cincinnati this year. And Dalvin Cook had an amazing start to the season before tearing his ACL, and Minnesota still has you know a, a good offensive line. So I think both of those two can have a better career than McCaffrey, and um, it'll be interesting to watch next year. It's funny you said Mixon because if Mixon was actually on this Ooh. list, I, cho- I chose the four running backs that were really had the best year when yeah. it came to this specific year. Mixon, I would probably have him as my number two. I'd probably put him above Kamara. I'll be honest because Mixon is a very good running back. If you watch him play behind that Cincinnati offensive line, yeah, absolutely atrocious. That whole offense this year was playing bad. They lost their best offensive lineman in in free agency. Mixon was the best looking player on that offense. I I think when I watched him, and I know his numbers really didn't step out because he's making three guys miss a play and getting two yards. So it's I think Mixon's gonna have a great career. I really do. I'm I'm an advocate for Cook. I would I, I put Cook. I would. That's what I was saying before we went on. I was like, "Are we going to put Cook in this list?" And, I, and y'all said he missed the year. And I was like, "Oh, okay." But Dalvin Cook light, lit it up when he was on yeah. the field for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So I would put Cook. I would actually put. I would put. Yeah, I would agree with you guys. I put Mixon above McCaffrey, but I just don't know what Mixon's going to do if they don't improve that offensive line. How is he going to create? You know, create space and create the holes that he needs to run through. He's not. He's a he's a one cut back, and he needs to have the hole to make the one cut. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I guess we'll go on to our next subject. We have uh, seven new coaches in the NFL. Head coaches, which one's going to be the best? And the head coaches we got John Gruden with uh, the yeah with the Raiders, Matt Patricia with the Lions, Frank Reich Colts, Steve Wilkes Cardinals, Matt Nagy Bears, Pat Shermer Giants, Mike Vrabel 
with the Titans. Blake, you want to take this one first? Yeah. Um, so I think this is, like, who will have the most success next season? It's it's really tough for teams like um, like Arizona, um, like Matt Patricia, because they're in, a, uh, in extremely – and Matt Nagy. They're, they're in extremely tough divisions. Um, you know, with, with the Cardinals, you know, going up against the Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams, you're clearly the worst team in that division, especially when you don't have a quarterback yet. You know, it, it'll be a really interesting division if they somehow made a, you know, a signing for Kirk Cousins or one of these other free agents. But until that happens, you know, they look as the bottom of that division. You know, in Detroit and with Chicago, you've got Minnesota Vikings, who are just in the NFC Championship. You've got Air, a, a healthy Aaron Rodgers playing a full season of football in Green Bay. That is always going to be a playoff threat. So for those teams, you know, Detroit does have Matt Stafford, so I'd say he'd have more success right away than Matt Nagy. But, you know, I'm worried about both teams because Detroit's defense hasn't been that great. And um, with Chicago, we got to get some receivers there and some more help in the secondary. Um, so for most success, even actually, you know what, even with Pat Shermer, it's going to be tough to turn that around in one season when, you know, you're, you're, the Giants have um, – the Eagles, the Super Bowl champions, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Redskins. That's going to be extremely tough. I'm going to say it's going to be Pat Shermer, though. He's, oh, I think he's no. going to have the most success in his first year, and I'll tell you no. why. Everywhere Pat Shermer has gone in his career, he has inflated the success of his quarterback. I've said that on here for multiple weeks. Got the best out of Colt McCoy. Got the best years out of Donovan McNabb with the Eagles. He is... He has, every time that he has entered a new offensive system, their quarterback has elevated play. You know who had a really bad two seasons? Eli Manning. Eli Manning's play with a healthy receiving core will be elevated. You know why? Because Odell Beckham Jr., in my opinion, is the best receiver in football. You've got Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. You've got a solid defense. The problem with the Giants is that they weren't, uh, they didn't have, it wasn't because they lacked talent. It's because they lacked good coaching. Pat Shermer has all the makings, and I like the staff that he's bringing in. I think that he can just create a culture change because you're forgetting that two years ago, they were in the playoffs. Yes, they lost to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers' greatness. You know, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, most talented. But the Giants have solid players at every position. I think they, they do need an upgrade at the offensive line. I think they address that in free agency or and through the draft. I think that... The running back situation isn't as bad as everyone seems because Orleans Darkwood really came along the second half of the season. One of the best young receiving cores and a defense with a solid defensive line, a great secondary, possibly the best safety in football in Landon Collins. Yeah, the linebacking core isn't that great, but I think that they can turn around very easily. If you had, if I had to pick a 1A, mm-hmm. of course I'm going to say Frank Reich because you take a team that went 3-13, and 4-12, and 12, um, you give them Andrew Luck and a new head coach and $85 million in cap space, I think they're going to do a lot of damage this offseason. And, you know, I think the Titans slip a little. I think, you know, hopefully the Texans, you know, their defense has been shaky. It's injury prone. I'd say Pat Shermer, 1A, uh, Frank Reich. You know, I'm going to take this one next. And I think hearing you talk about Pat Shermer for so long, how well he's going to do with the Giants – I picked Pat Shermer, too. You did? did there too. we I go. Pat Hell yeah. Too. I mean, look at the Giants, and look, we can talk about the NFC East being a tough division and everything, and I understand the Eagles are a really good team, and they probably will be for a while, but there's no guarantees in the NFC East, any divisional game. There's absolutely Never. no guarantee in the Never. NFC East. Never. Ever, ever, You're right. ever. So let's not go, I'm not going to guarantee two wins anytime for that. 
And then the Cowboys, I think they're going to struggle next year with Dak Prescott back at quarterback. I think that there's going to be. You I do think, not like. I him. do not. I've never liked Dak Prescott. Not not personal. I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah. Their defense isn't improving much, in my opinion. I don't. I th- their defensive line definitely got better, but that secondary is still a weak uh, spot for them. And they could lose Demarcus Lawrence. And they in could free lose agency. Demarcus Lawrence. If they lose Demarcus Lawrence, it's even worse down the hill. So the Redskins are obviously. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to trash my own team, but. Yeah, I think that this is the best situation for a head coach right now with the Giants. I know that the locker room's probably still a little divided, but if he can go in there and show some stability, these guys know how talented they are. They know that they should have never had the season that they just no. had. They'll be looking to band together. Uh, McAdoo, at the end of that, he was uh, he he made a lot of bad mistakes. He was almost a scapegoat at, the, at one point. So they got rid of him. They have a fresh new start here. They have a whole brand new regimen. I think Pat Shermer's offense is going to work great with Eli Manning. Like you said, Eli's nearing the end of his career. He really is. But with the talent around him, they can still get something started, and he can hide a lot of his flaws and things like that. If they draft a good running back in this heavily um, running back-loaded yeah. uh, draft class, yeah. they definitely can get that fixed. Uh, get rid of Eric Flowers. I mean, get rid of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> get, get, rid of him. Get, him, get him away. Get him away from us. And Pat Shermer, I know he had a head, stint coach, or a head, stint, head coach stint in Cleveland. For a little bit, but and it wasn't successful, just like many head coaches before him and after yeah. him. But Bill Belichick did the same he, thing. Exactly, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick didn't have success in Cleveland. So maybe Pat Shermer's <laughs> the next Bill Belichick. We don't know. But, <laughs> or, 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 I, I think that Pat Shermer, I think he's in the best situation to find success immediately. And for a head coach, that can all—that's all that matters. Sometimes you can be a head, great head coach, go into the wrong situation, you're done. You're never going to be a head coach again. So in this business, Pat Shermer seems like the best candidate for me. Brandon, you've been shaking your head this entire time. You really don't agree with the Pat Shermer pick. No. Who you got? John Gruden. John Gruden. It's obvious. It's obvious. It's good. Chucky's back. Chucky's back coaching. This is what we've been wanting since Monday. He's been on Monday Night Football, and every offseason, he seems like he's been going for interviews. Skipped out on Tennessee. He's been waiting for the right time, and he wants to be back in Oakland. He's got Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback right now than Eli Manning. And I'm yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr. He's got Mario Cooper. He's got good offense, good offensive weapons in Oakland, which the Giants and a good O line, which the Giants do not have. Their O line is is actually they were one of the best rated offensive lines two seasons ago. This season dramatically dropped. Their guard play was poor. Okay, the guard play is poor, but Donald Penn's still a great O tackle. I'm just saying. It, it, they had a bad. Their it, offensive bad. line rated a, a bad season. Bad so season. That's, so so continue with what you're saying. Okay. I mean, I'll just. I'll, okay, I'll, I agree. I, 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 they had a bad year. I mean, granted, Oakland had a bad year. Slip, but Jack Darrio didn't build that defense back up. But I think the defense is going to improve. John Cruden's got the right mindset. He had a great mindset the first time in Oakland. I mean, it had a slower start. But that's here's the look at the division, L.A. Chargers. They're a great. They're a good team. The Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, the, the defending division champions, and then the Denver Broncos, don't have a quarterback right now, right? They don't have their quarterback yet. They might get Kirk Cousins. We'll see about that. But if they don't get Kirk Cousins, we're going to do a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like Paxton Lynch at quarterback. That's not going to be the answer. So I think based on the division, the division itself, John Gruden can cha- get the 2016 car back, not the 2017 car. Look yes. at look at the black hole to be like a, a contender this year. Well, the thing is, uh, with Gruden, 
a lot of people like to hype him up a lot, and he's, he's been a huge personality. He's a great personality to have on your team, very good team motivator. We're talking about a guy with a 540 career winning percentage, which isn't a bad winning percentage. Once again, don't get me wrong. He has one Super Bowl title with his name. He's had some bad seasons in his life, and I know some of those teams aren't always going to help him out, but I don't see a guy that's going to completely come in there and just be the answer. I don't think he's going to be... I don't. I think it's a little more hype than it is actuality here. Don't get me wrong. He could go in there because that Raiders team is talented. They have plenty of talent there, and he could turn it around. But he spent a couple years away from football, and the game is constantly changing. So we'll have to see what he does. He's been in the booth. I know he's, he's been. been the, he's so, been in the booth in so the interviewing the players. My biggest thing with Gruden isn't the fact that he's taken time off. It's just the talent there in Oakland. I agree. You have one of the brightest young quarterbacks in the league. Um, but beyond that, the offense scares me. Michael Crabtree okay. had a good season, but Amari Cooper is still – he can't catch a ball. Oh, he can't catch a ball mentally, his entire it is, career. It's, it's, it's in his head. He's, he's so he, he has all mentally. the potential, but he cannot catch a ball. He had so many drops the past season. The offensive line has been, had a down year. Okay. Marshawn Lynch – People like to say he had a great year his first year back. He did not. No, it was, it was not that year. great. It was a good year it for Marshawn. It wasn't great. It, wasn't it was great. not I'm great year. They're I'm running. What, what's it going to be like next year when he's a year older? The offensive line, if it still declines more, I think he. I think you know he's not even the starter by the end of next season in there. And maybe that happens, but I'm just defending his year this year yeah. for a guy that just came back after a year. I guess he you averaged over 4.3 yards a carry. Yeah, I yeah. just I and eight touchdowns. That's he had a, a good good late year. second yeah, half. Yeah, that's run. what I'm saying. He got better as the year progressed. Yeah. We don't know how it's going to happen, but exactly. I agree with most of the points you're making, so you can keep going. <laughs> and then my biggest thing is, is the defense. And okay. yeah, that they is have a bad defense. You have Khalil Mack, but beyond that, even Khalil Mack had a down year this year. Their entire defensive line struggled. Their secondary was very bad. You haven't had the development from their young safeties. And, you know, you brought in Navarro Bowman towards the, the uh, second half of the season, but you're also losing him this year. Um, Bruce Irvin's getting young, older. Um, I just I have too many concerns about them, and I think that there is one team specifically in the AFC West that is going to take the league by storm next year. Kansas City, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard yeah, the Kansas yeah, City hype train. And I think that even with a average starting quarterback in in Denver, that they have the success to you know be a playoff team. I think that Paxton Lynch isn't the guy. If they can't get Kirk Cousins, there are plenty of guys on the market, plenty of guys even in the first round. You know, at pick eight, I believe, or six, that they can um, take a quarterback for their future. Um, yeah, I just I I think that what needs to happen for Gruden is he needs a season. You know. Take this year, I kind of would say that as a wash, get the right guys in, kind of what the Colts did this year. Kind of what the Colts did this year when they brought in the new organization with Chris Ballard. What they did is they they played out the season 4-12. and 12. They dumped all the guys that they have. They only have $19 million in cap space. The Colts were in a similar situation last year. Now they have 85 because they cut ties with all the aging players that are not fit for that offense and defense. Now they have a top pick in the draft, a young, promising quarterback, and, you know, a lot of cap space. So I think that the Raiders should take a similar step like that. Keep the guys, keep your core, but, you know, dump the guys that you don't need that aren't going to be the future of the organization. Get cap space, get a high draft pick. I'd have to disagree with it. I don't think they should dump it this year. I think, that they still have, I think they still have enough talent to make a run this year. Mm-hmm. Because I, Derek Carr, I love him at quarterback. I really do. I yeah. think he had a bad year this last year. I don't no, know definitely. how much is back was bothering him after uh, he got injured early into the season. That's a, He had a rather serious injury. They came back very quickly from it. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't know how much that was bothering him the whole year. 
Mari Cooper, I definitely have problems with. I understand, I agree, but his potential was there. Exactly, his potential and, was and I'm leaving there. him there. That's I'm keeping, I'm, I'm keeping Carr, Cooper, yeah. Crabtree. You know, some That's... of the offensive linemen, Khalil Mack. I'm keeping those guys. Carl Joseph at safety. I'm keeping these guys mm-hmm. there, but but you've got aging guys on that team that are taking up too much cap space that I would just be willing to cut and ties my, with. My thoughts on Marshawn Lynch too. You remember in the beginning, of the year, he really wasn't getting that many carries in the beginning of the year, and a lot of it had to do with game script. I know they were behind sometimes, yeah, but a lot of it had to do. They wanted him ready for playoff mode, and they were probably thinking that, and we saw Marshawn Lynch getting more usage at the end of the year because they realized it was a busted season, let's see what he can actually do, and he had some good games in there, so I'm not ready to give up on Marshawn Lynch at all, and I think that they have one good run at it, but like you said, the defense is it's not a good defense, it really isn't. Uh, outside Khalil Mack, uh, that secondary is atrocious, uh, losing Charles Woodson the year ago, I mean, or a couple years ago, ever since then, I mean, that leadership on that team, I don't know what's coming in the secondary, you got a bunch of Redskin rejects like David Anderson out there, okay. so, yeah, I think Oakland should have a shot at it. I just don't know how much success that, uh, they're going to have. Yeah, And also, I think of it, you know, in maybe relative success, it's much more impressive if the Giants take a two-win season and turn it, you know, and turn it into more than, you know, um, if they turn it into seven wins. I would count that as a successful I would season count that for them. As, I, mean, I would count it as way more successful before, but the potential of this team. Oh, yeah, they, the can, they can do damage, but, but I'm saying that if you, the Raiders already had won some games this year, so if, even if you... You know, they're, they're, they what was their record? What they finish? The Raiders? Yeah. Uh, they were like six and ten, I think, oh, or wow. seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine. Yeah, I think I have it. They're in the middle of the race. Yeah. But on the Pat Sherman, like here's why I don't like the Pat Sherman. Here's why I don't like the Pat Sherman pick, personally. Okay. He was the Vikings OC, who only scored seven points. Nancy Championship. No, you're taking I, one I, game. I'm, you're I'm taking, taking I'm recency taking, bias against your team. That's that's one game. I'm taking one game against the team he's gonna be in the division with for two games. It's they're in a regular. Game. I know so it's one game. I know so many things happen in one game. Football is such an anomaly. Right. You can't take one game and base that. Look at the entire season. I mean, before I, that. okay. They had one of the best offenses in football. Yeah, I'll let Brandon speak first. I'll hear it. Go okay. Ahead. Well, here's the reason why I'm taking the recency bias. I mean, they had a good run at it. I mean, Case Keenum's a good quarterback. I will admit, Vikings had a good year. They'll have a. I think with Pat Shermer, it's going to be a good head coach. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to be a bad head coach, but I'm not. The reason I'm saying Gruden over him is because the division is going to be tougher in the NCs, right? And then you have Washington's good. I'm not saying great. <laughs> I didn't, I the Eagles are great. Indication. Obviously, the Eagles are great with that. Obviously, returning to the Super Bowl, and then Dallas could be great. I think Dallas is going to be better if they get rid of Des Bryant. If they get rid of Des Bryant, they'll be better. It's because Des and Dak are not getting along. So I'm. <sighs> I mean. Des has dropped passes. Yeah, he has dropped passes, no doubt, no doubt. But like like Amari Cooper. But I'm yeah. I'm the re- I'm I I understand the recency bias. It's like football's anomaly. I know that for a fact, right? And I you know and it's like recency, but it's like that's the last memory I had of Pat Shermer. It's like what everyone's talking about in the media. It's like was talking about in the media when the Giants hired him, like on foot like Good Morning Football. They were like. Because, because those, they don't those have anything clicks. else to talk those, about. Those are those are just clicks. People yeah. want people want to get the attention by uh, that. Yeah. you know, make That's a headline what I'm out saying. of it. If, if you want to go after the guy, you gotta look at his full body of work. And like Blake and I have been over in the Minnesota game. Minnesota was tired. They were expanded. Yeah. They have they were tired by yeah, that. There were so many more issues season. than coaching. And yeah, they were riding the wave of momentum. They probably didn't expect that. I, I I'm not gonna base one game with Pat Shermer doing that. If you want to do that, then. Uh, 
Patricia and uh, Lions. Ah, uh, yeah, that if would be worse. That, I mean, that's pretty bad. They just yeah. gave up a ton of points to Nick Foles. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying that Nick Foles is a bad quarterback or anything, but he's still a backup quarterback, and there's probably yeah. a reason he's not going to get a huge contract after right. this. We've seen how he is. So I, I'm not going to base it off that, and I think that Pat Shermer has a good shot. That's all I'm saying. I yeah. mean, I just I wanted, I wanted to bring that up. I know it's bad be- recency bias. I know right, I know Eagles. it's a bad. Okay. Let's move on to our Yeah, yeah we're going to go to the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, going to a little bit of draft talk. And a lot of things have been thrown around. Who are the Browns going to take number one? Do they trade back? What do they want? They want a quarterback. Would it be a bad decision for the Browns to draft Juan Barkley number one overall? So, um, I actually just put out my first scouting notebook on a Pure Sports Network to make sure that to check that out. And I actually, um, the first player that I dove into was Saquon Barkley. And um, I think he's by far the best player in this draft. And I guess this is kind of mixing maybe what we'll say um, as our last topic. But he, to me, he is the can't-miss prospect of this draft, um, him and one other guy that I'll mention later. But Saquon Barkley... You know, it's tough, you know, taking a, a running back at, at pick one. You know, even you didn't used to take running backs in the first round, but look at the success rate that you've hit the past few years. Well, you definitely. hit with Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey wasn't a bust, you had Ezekiel Elliott, and you had Todd Gurley. Yeah. Those are some of the best. Melvin Gordon in there, too. Exactly, yeah, Melvin Gordon, exactly. So, you know, people want to say that you don't draft running backs in the first round, that you can get them in the later rounds, and you can get them in the late rounds. But the best in the league are picked in the first round. It, it, that's the way it seems now. So I have no problems. It, with Cleveland, though, I'm only taking him at number one if I bring in a starting caliber quarterback in free agency. And the big name, everyone wants to talk about Kirk Cousins. They've got the money to spend it. I love it. You know, I, I think that that would be amazing if Kirk Cousins was just like, you know what, I want to be remembered as the guy who gave it his all to make the Browns a winning organization. And so I would love it if Kirk Cousins went to Cleveland. But if they don't get a starting quarterback like Kirk Cousins or, you know, I'd say that it would be Kirk Cousins or you have to draft a guy, uh, draft a quarterback at number one. Yeah. I think Cleveland could take him at number four. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the things, how the cards fell. But, you know, if, if Cleveland gets a quarterback in free agency, I, I, I would have no issues with them taking Barkley at number one or, you know, trading that pick and then taking him at four. I think I would. I'd probably have to cry for weeks if Kirk Cousins went over to the Browns and won a Super Bowl or something with them. That oh, could you imagine? I, I don't. Oh. I don't want to imagine. Honestly, That'd be I'm so funny. I'd love that. But, but yeah, I, my friends have joked with me plenty of times about that. But yeah, Saquon Barkley, he's uh, can't miss town in this draft. He's so good. I have no problem with Cleveland if they wanted to go out and take him if they thought that he was really the guy and he would make them better. But yeah, go for the most talented player in the draft because I think they can still wait for another quarterback because I don't think this next year is going to be the year where they just suddenly start. Winning 12 games, I think they still need a little bit more development, and the more pros or more prospects they get that have such tremendous talent, it's just going to attract big free agent quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins or something like like that. So I, I think they need to keep stockpiling more talent, and Saquon Barkley is a really good place to start. I, I mean, I'm going to agree with you guys. I mean, I would I would take him at number one. I mean, personally, I I'm not impressed with the top two quarterbacks that they're going to talk about. Obviously, Rosen and then Darnold. I'm not impressed with those guys. Looking going into the NFL, I'm like Darnold had his ups and downs this year, and then Rosen's just a pocket passer. He's a good pocket passer, but that's not what Cleveland needs. Um, both are from Cali, so they're used to the warm weather. Um, Saquon Bartley, Penn State guy, runs in the in the cold weather. Had a great year. Could have been the Heisman if Penn State was a little bit better, and then he didn't have his struggles in the middle of the year. But I mean, Barkley is the most talented back 
that we've seen in college football since Elliott, in my opinion. Um, I I love Barkley's game play play. Um, so I would take him at one if if they do go the quarterback route on one, I would try to talk with the Giants to get that two. Trade to four, trade him some more picks because you have plenty of picks. Try to bump back up the two to take Barkley. My only thing is that I think that Barkley will be available at pick four. I don't see the Giants going in the direction of a running back at number two. I think Darkwood came along long enough, and they are you know more in the mindset that they can take a guy in round two or three. Definitely a possibility, though. No, they, I they've def- struggled at running back. For they a have, while and now. it's since Tiki Barber. That's, that's exactly, fix. exactly. But I, I feel like they are looking for a guy this offseason that will be the heir to Eli Manning. And personally, I you know we just will see this differently. I think Josh Rosen is the guy for New York. Um, the Rosen one, the chosen one. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that he will. I would think that he would, you know, have success. You know, learning from Eli Manning and being with Pat Shermer, a great offensive yeah. line, um, that would really help him develop. Um, I don't think they take a running back at number two, and then you you look at the Colts, and I don't think they take a running back at number three. Um, they drafted Marlon Mack, who had success, and they still have Frank Gore, who's you know a free agent, but we'll see what he chooses to do. Um, I think they go more offensive or defensive line. So I think Cleveland wouldn't have to trade up. To get Barkley, I think Barkley could fall right into their hands at number four. I mean, the thing is, and there's always the risk, too, of a team trading up to get Barkley, too. Yeah. He is such a generational talent that you see these teams that are just having the ground game is a fix once you get a running back. Because as long as you have an okay offensive line, I know that offensive lines can destroy some young talent, too. Look at Joe Mixon with the Bengals. I think he's, yeah, yeah it can destroy it. But I just think that the Browns, I don't think they should draft another quarterback for this year. No. I really don't. It's, hmm. And it's not because particularly the talent. I think these quarterbacks could become really good, everything like that. It's just Cleveland, I think, needs to have an established veteran, has to have a quarterback that they know is at least going to give them something to come back to Cleveland because they can't miss on another quarterback. They really can't. With the talent they're building up right now, if they go too early on a quarterback, they think there's their guy, it could destroy their foundation again, and it could send them back a couple years. So I'm with building up the talent, keep building up the talent, like Jacksonville has done. Keep going defense, even at an offensive player like Barkley is completely fine, and just keep going that route and hopefully attract a free agent quarterback one day. That's my that's my mindset on this. Yeah, so my only thing that – it's funny because in Cleveland, when they draft a quarterback, it goes poorly. Yeah. When they pass up on a quarterback, it's a it, big yeah, mistake. Yeah, it's a big mistake. And yeah. so, so the past two years, they've passed up on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. Watson. Both, you know, Deshaun Watson, he saw it for a few games, but they both look like they are, they are NFL, you know, franchise quarterbacks. The only problem is – what if they miss out on the next, be- the next biggest thing? Or what if they pick one and he's absolutely terrible? Mm-hmm. Like the they go Kaiser. too early and they get, like they get their. I know. I like know. It, well, yeah, and uh, they shouldn't have taken Kaiser in round two. I don't get why they did yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was ridiculous. My, I just, I, it's so, it's so difficult because you know either way it, it just seems like it goes bad for the Browns. Like yeah. they'll never win in this situation until they get their guy. I guess I would be. I would be okay. So. I guess I wouldn't draft a quarterback if I brought in Kirk Cousins because I don't need one yeah. in the first round. But if you brought along a starting caliber quarterback, um, maybe you bring in Case Keenum or you bring in uh, Tyrod Taylor. I'm, in okay there. With I'm okay drafting a quarterback behind him to you know be you know have these guys be the bridge to your franchise. But with the number one overall pick, though. But the but then you're not yeah. but you're then you're not throwing him out day one. I think I think in my opinion the number one pro- quarterback in this draft, and we can talk about this. You know, so there's so much time to the draft. The number one quarterback to me is Josh Allen from Wyoming, um, and I think he is a great fit in Cleveland because he's been outside, you know, state of Wyoming. Um, he's played in cold weather. 
I think that he's got all the athletic tools. He kind of resembles, um, you know, a a miniature a miniature version of Andrew Luck. He's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the arm uh, talent, but he can't start day one. So I would be okay taking Josh Allen, bringing in an average quarterback, um, t- spending some time developing Allen, kind of like a Pat Mahomes situation, oh. where you throw in Pat. You know, you're throwing in Pat after one season. Maybe you give Josh Allen a year on the bench then bring him out because then you're not ruining the potential day one like you did with Kaiser, you know, throwing out some of these guys that they have um, and not giving them time to grow, but you're also, you know, building towards the future. I would I would flip-flop it personally. I would take Barkley one, right, and now if you want to go to Judge Allen direction and then you bring in Keenum or something like that in free agency, I would take Allen at four. Yeah, Allen at four. Well, That's I mean, all right, well, the thing is there's so much uncertainty in Cleveland for years in the quarterback situation, so many different players when they take in the draft. I just, I love the mindset of taking a surefire pick like Barkley. I love the mindset yeah. of that right now, just because you're not getting, you're getting what you got for Barkley. You're getting the number one running back in the draft, and probably going to be a guy there for years as long as he stays healthy. The healthy factor is always a problem. But I just don't want to see another quarterback draft uh, like an uncertainty at quarterback for the Browns again. I really want to see them take a, a proven veteran quarterback. That's what I want to see from the Browns to add to be the final piece to the puzzle, and then not having to develop another quarterback that. Could be a star, or could just come, become a complete flop and make Cleveland go back. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I, mean, I don't want to see. A, because the guessing game with happened. Cleveland has not worked out so far. Exactly. It has not worked out at all for years and years. And so my, get a proven guy. My thing is that they're finally getting towards maybe that time where you're ready. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm I like their front seven. I think they need help in the secondary, um, especially a cornerback. Hopefully, Jabril, Jabril Peppers has a better second year, but you know, to me, he's more of a return guy in general. You've got two receivers that I like. You got a young tight end in Joku. I really like that yeah. pick. That was a great pick. Um, They've had a lot of great picks recently. Yeah, and that aren't quarterbacks. So yeah. I agree. You That's know, what I'm why saying. keep building that up? Piling and attract a free agent quarterback. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Want. And so you know, if they can attract a free agent quarterback, that's amazing. I would go. I would go. Um, if Barkley, was, and then I'd go Minka Fitzpatrick at four to build up the secondary. Right. If, if um, they got Kirk this year, I would probably I would probably put the money on the Browns if they would make the playoffs. I think, think that I would. this Browns team would make the playoffs if they draft right. I think they could draft. be a wild card team. The AFC Squan is Barkley, very shaky. You put Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley with Kirk Cousins and Josh Gordon and Corey, Corey Coleman, Coleman, the Joe Thomas comes back. Jo- Miles Garrett, Jamie yeah. Collins, and you have the fourth develops, pick. and you have the fourth pick. Pick another defensive player. Think of Fitzpatrick. I'm telling you right yeah, now, this team could be dangerous if they can attract a proven quarterback. And especially in an, in an AFC that is weak. I think That's we talked about saying. this. We talked about this yeah. the other week. The NFC is stocked with all these quarterbacks. The the AFC is wide open so for much. wild card spots. And yep. no, you, you make a great point. That's that's all I'm saying. And they could 100 percent go get their quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if I was a GM at this point, I'm tired of the risks. I'm tired of that. I'm trying to take surefire talent that isn't going to backfire on me. Alright, on to our that. final subject of the day. Who is your favorite player coming out of the draft this year? doesn't have to be a quarterback, it doesn't have to be anything. Just your favorite player coming out of the draft. I'm going to take this one first, actually. Yeah, you know, go because I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Quentin Nelson, off of the guard out of Notre Dame. I knew you were going to go with And that's why I'm taking this first. Because I knew you were going to go with oh, bitch. Quentin Nelson's awesome. He is an offensive offensive guard from Notre Dame. Notre Dame is my favorite college team. If anybody didn't know that, yeah, going back to them as a kid, my whole family's Notre Dame fans, so that's one of the teams <laughs> I do pay attention to. <laughs> Notre Dame knows how to produce guards. Zach Martin recently, uh, they have a good system for it. He's one of those athletic offensive linemen I've seen. He's watching his tape. He's really fun to watch on tape, and that's one of the few guys that I can say that. Look at this offensive lineman's tape and just go wow on some of the plays. 
I mean, six foot five, three hundred twenty nine pounds. He's got plenty of size. Has the quickness. I think he's. If he, Squam Barkley isn't the best, he's the best player in this draft. I know he's an offensive guard, so he might not go in the top five or things like that. But he's a surefire pick as well, and he'll help any offensive line instantly. Yeah, I, I just you're going for you knew I was going with him, and and, and he is first. You know, he's it's not sexy. It's not sexy to say your favorite player in the draft is a beefy offensive lineman who weighs three twenty five, six foot five. But you know, outside of Saquon Barkley, he's the best player in this draft. Um, and you know, honestly, it's so interesting because people are always like, well, you don't draft a guard you know, in a top five pick or you don't draft him in the top 10, he's going to go in the top 10. And honestly, if I'm, I hate to keep bringing it back to this. If I'm the Giants or the Colts, I'd consider him at two or three, or I'd consider trading back a few spots, getting an extra pick and then picking Nelson. The Giants could definitely use the help and the Colts as, as a Colts fan yeah. needs it more than, you know, any team in the league, yeah. especially when you got a quarterback as injury prone as Andrew Luck has been the past few seasons. Um, I understand the Colts are probably going to go more in the direction of a of a defensive end, maybe a, a Bradley Chubb at, at pick three. Um, but I would love to see you know Giants or Colts trade back a few spots and take him. Um, he is you know besides Saquon Barkley, he is the can't miss prospect of this draft. I think you know he will come in be an immediate um, top guard in in the NFL. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just really impressive, and I think NFL teams are starting to you know step away from the norms of what you do. You know, we've seen with running backs, you know, you don't draft running backs in the first round. Well, you know, it's starting to trend up. You need to, you should take the top running back in the first round. I think you should consider guards. If they're the best player in the draft, take them, take them at at number two, Mm -hmm. take them at number three. You can't miss on Quentin Quentin Nelson. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm going to say a flashy player. I mean, he's a good player. Obviously, Nelson is a great player for Notre Dame. Great pick by you guys. Great insight. But, Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield is my pick. My pick. Oh, fa- this is favorite, right? Yeah, favorite, favorite, favorite. favorite. Yeah, favorite. yeah, yeah. My number. Favorite. Okay, yeah, you can go. All right, can uh, go. this is my favorite pick. Yes, this is my favorite. I mean, if y'all, if I wanted to go tech players, I can go Cam Phillips or Jermaine Edmonds, but I'm gonna go Baker. Had a great Senior Bowl last couple weeks ago. He had a great Senior Bowl. Um, obviously, had a great season for Oklahoma, uh, winning the Heisman. Great Rose Bowl too. That was the best Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a great Rose Bowl game. One of the best games I've seen in a long time. Even though they, Oklahoma came up short to um, Raquan Smith from Georgia, who's another great linebacker prospect. There's a lot of great linebacker prospects in this draft. That's why it was so many. But I was like, let me go with Baker. It, I think Baker is going to be end up being the best quarterback in this draft. I think because his mentality is not a Johnny Manziel, it's a, it's a Russ Wilson to me. Because he doesn't, he wants to, he wants to succeed. He wants to have a good mind. He has a good mindset. The trash talking, I get that. And I know y'all are probably gonna bring that up. The trash talking, the the you know, the things he, the antics that he has, and the the alcohol thing that he had. But it's not like Manziel. Manziel was like too flashy. And I think, I mean, that's the same with Mayfield. Mayfield's a great quarterback. Like he has better accuracy than Manziel in college. Better throw like yards. You know, better weapons in Oklahoma history. And the D.D. Westbrook, obviously, is a good... I'm interested in seeing what he can do in Jacksonville next year. And, like I said, Mayfield is going to be one of these quarterbacks that will shock people. Like, everyone's talking about Darnold, Rosen, and Allen, the top, the best three quarterbacks. Like, watch out for Mayfield. That's my thing. Yeah. And don't let's not count out Johnny Manziel yet. 
He wants to play football again. He's sobered up, apparently. Can't wait to see him yeah, in the that's, XFL. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Manziel, he'll probably be the cover. If they have a oh, game, Johnny yeah, Manziel will be the cover of the game. And you know what? I might buy it. That's, oh, I'd buy that. Honestly, that'd be a fun game. But yeah, uh, Mayfield's definitely a good talent, and I think he'll be better than what people think. I, he's not my favorite quarterback in this draft. I know he's not yours either. But uh, you can't count him out just because of his mouth and everything. I know he has. I think he has a little bit more control than Manziel did coming out of college, so we'll see with that. But Quentin Nelson is the man. I'm just glad that I got in front of Blake. Yeah, because I yeah. saw in his eyes that he was going to go for that. But I had to get my boyfriend. I think he saw on my iPad that yeah. I had his player profile picked up. Yeah, See, I, I think I saw little, it. I have my little profile. Yeah, right but now. I think you no. saw mine and you're like, oh, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta take this There's first. Definitely <laughs> no, because Blake is probably gonna just absolutely show his knowledge of college uh, football for the next couple of weeks. And I'm not as good at college as I am as the NFL players, so you'll probably see that a little bit. I'm glad I got Blake on the first one, yeah, though. Yeah. That makes me a little bit happy. So, boys, I think that's uh, all we have for this. Oh, whoa. Yeah, Blake one last thing. Thing. I feel like. Uh, we don't we don't plug our website enough. I feel like we gotta everyone out there. You know we are we are Connor and I um, editors for the Pure Sports um, Network NFL page, posting out articles weekly. Um, so make sure to head over to puresportsnetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We got two places: Pure Sports NFL and at the Goal to Go Podcast. Um, you know. Also, if you want to email us, uh, puresportsnfl at gmail.com. We would love to, you know, answer some questions um, or, you know, have some discussions on here. So send emails that way. Um, yeah, I just, sorry, I had to plug that in there. We, we, no, we got no, no, no. we we to plug our stuff. We're going to start doing this every week. Let them we see. probably should. Yeah. Start representing the Pure Sports brand. Anything else to add, Brandon? Um, just uh, go on my uh, my blog. Um, it was highlightreel.wordpress.com. Uh, um, it's a, you know, it's a mixture of films and sports and it's a good, it's a good read if y'all want to read. Good yeah, we'll story. take the $10 for the ad space after. Yeah, yeah, $10 like. ad space. All right, yeah, all right, guys. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Yep, That's take it. care, guys.